Hey, hello. Welcome to the Bobcat Roundtable. Coulter Nuwana is broadcasting to you for 105.7-1047 FM in Bozeman and Big Sky, Montana Superstation, and also for ESPN Missoula and statewide SWX Television. This segment can be heard multiple areas all across the state of Montana. And this week, we got a guy who's done this segment with us since we first started it all the way back in 2011, Montana State. Now first-year but long-time assistant coach, Kane Ione. Kane, thanks for being back on the Bobcat Roundtable. Hey, appreciate it, Coulter. Glad to be back, man. I missed this a little bit when I was out there in the rain in Seattle, and uh, it's glad to be back. First of all, tell us about that, because you spent the last couple years out there working at the University of Washington under Chris Peterson and working for Pete Kukowski, the defensive coordinator there, Jimmy Lake, uh, co-defensive coordinator. I know those are guys that you know from your past, as they were coaches at Montana State when you were playing, but University of Washington has risen now to the point of being considered one of the nation's elite programs from the facilities to the prestige to the resources to the quality of football. It's second to none. What was that experience like for you out there in Washington? Man, it was, it was awesome. You know, it it was a tremendous experience in a lot of different ways. It opens your eyes a little bit to what that level is all about as far as the FBS level, uh, specifically the power five conferences, the PAC 12. um, And it opens your eyes to just how things are done outside of Bozeman, Montana, and outside of Montana State. Um, I was fortunate enough to, to start my career here and, and be able to develop and move up over the course of my time here. Uh, but it was really good for me just as far as growth is concerned, both professionally and personally, to get out of Bozeman, to expand a little bit, and to go see how things are done at di- in a different program, and to be with a program like University of Washington under a head coach that is one of the elite head coaches in the country and around a defensive staff that, to me, is one of the best defense, if not the best defensive staffs in the country as far as just uh, overall X's and O's schemes and really how they get their guys developed. Uh, it was an amazing experience in so many different ways. Um, learned a lot, obviously, as far as the football side of things, but also just learned a lot as far as just um, on a personal level, um, just watching some of those coaches that you mentioned, how they go about their business every day. So it was really a growing experience in, in so many different ways. You're now back in the fold as the defensive coordinator of Montana State, the primary play caller. And uh, so far through four games, good returns for the Bobcat defense. The pass rush has been outstanding. You guys enter conference play with 12 sacks, which is second in the league behind only Portland State. But they have played two uh, Division two opponents where you guys have played in a complete D1 schedule. I know you've been a little bit banged up on the back end. Uh, with Munchie Filer being on the shelf for the first month of the season, Ty Okada unavailable so far, uh, but and also developing a linebacker with some young guys that are kind of getting their first turns. Overall, what's your evaluation of how you guys have performed defensively thus far? Man, I'm, I'm, I'm very happy uh, and excited about where our group is at this point. Uh, one of our deals is never being satisfied and always finding ways to get better. And so as a coach in particular, I've got to really – um, make sure that I exemplify that all the time and find ways in which we can get better. And there's plenty of that if you watch the film. And, and uh, obviously, as a coach, I'm going to be very nitpicky and, and find little details and ways that we can get better. But just as far as the effort, the way uh, how our guys, when you watch the film, you turn on the film, are these guys playing with the effort that, that they should and that uh, Montana State's defense is supposed to be playing? And I think in that regard, there's no question in my mind that our guys are just playing with great effort and just giving us as a coaching staff everything they got, giving each other everything they got, which is really all you can ask for. Um, but as far as just X's and O's scheme and, and really within what we want, I'm, I'm extremely happy with how far we've come over the course of the first four games and, and really 
improved every single week. Uh, like I said, there is still plenty to work on and get done, and, and there's still too many explosives on film that we got to get off the film. But I'm excited about this group. I'm excited the way they come to work every day. And uh, we just, we've got some tremendous leaders that are doing a great job uh, outside of the realm of us fo- football coaches and, and really helping that group in the locker room. So it's, I'm excited with where we're at, but there's so much more that we can get done and, and so much growth that we can con- continue to achieve over the course of the next however many games. Bobcat Roundtable joined by defensive coordinator Kane Ione. Colter Nuwana is here. Bryce Sturk leading the country in sacks. Coach, he led the big sky in sacks last year with eight and a half sacks. He's already got eight and a half sacks, and conference play hasn't even started. I know it's been sort of a group effort because Derek Marks moving to the inside. He has won a ton, and that has really opened stuff up on the edge for Bryce Sturk. Last week, Bryce Sturk himself was even laughing after getting three sacks in in your win over Norfolk State. He said, hey, I stole all three of those from Amandre Williams. He's the guy that was getting home. But you guys' pass rush overall has been tremendous. First start with Sturk and his performance so far, but then also talk just about that whole unit and how they're helping each other out. Yeah, no, obviously starting with Bryce. Um, Bryce the guy that's really taking that next step over the course of the offseason as far as how he's prepared himself. Uh, obviously in the weight room, he's always been that guy, always been uh, trying to find ways to get better in that regard as far as strength, conditioning. But I think he's really taken that next step this year as far as getting that extra work with Coach Howe uh, whether it's technique, fundamentals, and really starting to study the film and his, his opponents and understanding formations, understanding tendencies, understanding uh, just within the scheme of our defense where he fits in the big picture of things. So that's where I feel he's really taken that next step and why he's really been so productive. Um, but as you mentioned, it's a great group in general. I mean, those guys across the board have really emphasized um, just that preparation and really that relentless effort that we talk about as a whole defense, when you watch our front four go, that's the type of effort that you want to see all the time. Um, Derek Marks, I think, is, is the guy that really sets the tone for that group uh, as far as his preparation, his work outside of the game uh, or outside of the practice field as far as his own film study. Uh, he is an absolute technician. I've said that multiple times uh, as far as describing Mark, Derek Marks, but it, it is so fun to watch him on Sundays after the game and just seeing the way he's winning and, and how he's using his hands and utilizing his film study to take advantage of, of certain situations and scenarios. Um, and then there's just so many other guys. Chase Benson is playing at, at a high level, extremely high level. And, and you're not going to get the credit as a nose tackle because obviously the stats aren't going to be there, um, you know, like the sacks that, that Stirk's getting in. But I tell you, when you watch the film and everybody on the defensive room, they all are saying it and, and saying, wow. Chase is really having a great year so far, so hopefully he continues that on that pace. And then Madre Williams, you already sent, mentioned, uh, has been in the backfield a lot and has been disruptive and, and has done a great job of winning some one-on-ones. I think he's continued to grow and gain more and more confidence as he plays more and more. And um, now we just got to get him to finish. And, uh, you know, he, he can still – I call him John Stockton right now, the way he's just dishing off these TFLs and sacks to Sturk. But uh, every once in a while, Stockton's got to take the three himself and knock down that jumper off that pick and roll. So uh, Madre, I think, is that's, that's where we're hoping that he can take that next step in that regard and finish all that hard work he's put in. Derek Marks is such an interesting microcosmic example of the evolution of football because for, for a, a good portion of time, and coming to kind of a peak when you were playing, size was of paramount importance. And size is so still certainly important on the football field, there's no doubt. But we've seen 
speed and athleticism really get guys in positions to really succeed. Aaron Donald leading the way, right? I mean, Aaron Donald's 6'1", 285 pounds. He's nowhere close to the biggest defensive tackle in the NFL, but he's absolutely the fastest in the history of the league. You see it across the board, though, with now teams in the NFL and and in college as well playing maybe smaller but faster, more athletic, quicker linebackers so they aren't at a disadvantage in pass coverage. What have you thought of just the overall evolution of defensive football over these last couple years? Well, I think it's a response to the evolution of just athletes in general, right? And then the offensive side of the ball and how much they try and utilize speed, athleticism, spread you out. So in turn, you have to get guys, as many athletes on the field as you possibly can. Um, And so the days of having the uh, linebackers that are 260 pounds that are just plugging holes, uh, you just don't see that anymore because of how much spread offense. Uh, But it is such a football is such an evolutionary game as far as it's it's going to come back around eventually where a team's going to figure out well teams are loaded up on all this speed and athleticism so let's load the box again and start pounding it back downhill but uh, up until that point comes you've got to make sure you've got athletes across the board that can cover all these other athletes on the other side of the ball with all these spread offense high tempo offense that's the other big part of it there's so many teams that are going high tempo offense trying to get 90 plus uh, snaps a game where if you're a 300 pound nose tackle or defensive tackle you might you're not going to be nearly as effective because you're running up and down going sideline to sideline getting 90 plus plays so you've got to be able to, to have guys that are quick got that quick twitch great uh, leverage and, and the ability to play multiple snaps throughout a game and on that note speaking of spread offenses and teams that throw the ball down the field you got the one that throws the ball down the field more than any other team in the entire league, maybe the entire country, coming to town to open Big Sky Conference play. Northern Arizona, led by sixth-year senior quarterback Case Cookus. I think Jeff Choate, his stat was they've thrown the ball down the field 49 times in four games, so about 12 shots per game is what they're taking. Yep. And uh, they, when they don't hit you with a big gain, a lot of times they get you with a P.I. flag, so they're getting a first down anyways. Yeah, It's an impressive attack to watch, and they're relentless with it. What's your overall scout on Northern Arizona, and how do the Bobcats match up this Saturday? Yeah, you know, you hit it on the head where it starts with Case, with Cookus, and, and he's a really, really good quarterback that has seen a lot of defense over the course of his years. Um, and so it's it's hard to fool him. It's hard to uh, get him uncomfortable. He's a tough guy back there. He's going to stand in the pocket, and he may take some shots while he's trying to deliver a shot downfield and, and throws a tremendous deep ball. I mean, I... You watch these uh, the highlights, and you're like, man, he is dropping the ball in the places that only his receivers can catch it. Um, and so it really always starts with him at the quarterback position. He's, he's a great player, really good competitor. Uh, so we got our hands full with him, but he's got some guys around him that I think, all, as all great offenses do, you've got to have guys at the skill position that can go and get the ball and run great routes. And I think they've got a really good overall receiving core. Um, and then they've got a running back, I think, that, that Joe Logan, that four-year starter or three or whatever, he's very experienced, and uh, when that guy's got the ball in his hands, he is dangerous, and they do a good job of utilizing him in the passing game as well, getting him out in space and letting him go, and so it's a challenge, man. They, they do a great job of uh, spreading you out. They'll mix in high tempo as well, um, and they're trying to get the best offensive play call every single snap and when they take their shots or they see a shot capability or availability they're going to take it in case like i said it throws a great deep ball and his receivers go and get it so we've got to be great as far as just our ability to get lined up first and foremost uh, based on their tempo and then we've got to be 
unbelievable as far as defending the ball, attacking the ball when it's in the air, knocking it down, picking it off, and then our front's got to have a day. They've got to be the best group on the field, and, uh, and that includes the linebackers as well as far as stopping the run first and foremost. Montana State, the number seven team in the FCS this week. They host Northern Arizona Saturday afternoon to open Big Sky Conference play for both squads. Bobcat Stadium, the place to be in the Gallatin Valley Saturday afternoon. It is the Bobcat Roundtable, 1047-1057 FM in Bozeman and Big Sky. The Eagle, Montana Superstation, as well as ESPN Missoula and SWX Television statewide. Kane Ione, defensive coordinator for Montana State. A pleasure. Thanks for joining us, Kane. Thanks, Colter, as always, man. Appreciate it.